This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law. Rick Samprin here, Will Erskine on the other side of the glass. What a comeback. Holy moly, holy cow, holy Toledo. Holy Hamilton. <laughs> wow. It was 31-6. to About three minutes into the third quarter for the Edmonton Eskimos tonight. And the Hamilton Tiger Cats rattled off 31 unanswered points to beat Edmonton 37-31. Speechless. Absolutely speechless. The way this Tiger Cats team was playing, the route was on at 31 to 6. The game was far from over. We're going to open up the phone lines here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. We are we got a ton of things to talk about. How in the world did the Tiger Cats come back and win this ballgame? Two words. And you're not going to believe it. First word, Jeremiah. Second word, Masoli. Man, oh man, what a second half he had. A record-breaking second half. All right, let's get to the scoring summary. Still can't believe what we just witnessed here. Brent Maher opened up the scoring with a 44-yard field goal to make it 3-0 for the Tiger Cats. Mike Riley and the Eskimos said, uh, to heck with this. We're going to have a good first quarter for once, and they did. Had a good start to this ballgame. Riley found Corey Watson for a five-yard touchdown and a 7-3 Eskimos lead. That was a 75-yard opening drive in which Riley went 7 for 7 for 66 yards. Sean White rounded out the scoring in the first quarter with a 42-yard field goal. It was 10-3 Eskimos. Two teams switched sides, and Edmonton kept on trucking. Riley to Darrell Walker for a 22-yard touchdown strike and a 17-3 Eskimos lead. That was a nine-play drive, consuming 68 yards. John White padded Edmonton's lead. It was 24-3 with a buck 52 left in the first half, White rumbling in from one yards out. Brett Maher, with six seconds to play in the first half, kicked a 17-yard field goal. It was 24-6 at halftime. Jeremiah Masoli at the half. 8 of 13, 118 yards. The Ticats defense, especially at the cornerback position, looked like a mess. No pressure, no answers for Mike Riley and that talented Eskimos receiving core. To the second half we went, and it was still the Eskimos playing very well. They came out basically the way they went into the halftime break. Riley found a Darius Bowman on a 10-yard touchdown. It was 31-6 Edmonton. And here's the question that fans in both Edmonton and Hamilton will be asking themselves at this point of the ballgame? Well, there's probably three questions. Number one, what happened? Although we all saw what happened. Number two, did the Eskimos take their foot off the pedal? Or number three, did the Ticats say, we are putting the pedal to the metal? I think it's more of the latter than the former. Let's continue on with the scoring summary. It's 31-6 Edmonton. Jeremiah Masoli to Terrence Tolliver, a 26-yard touchdown toss, a perfect pass by Masoli. It's 31-13. After a pass interference call against former Ticat and now Eskimos defensive back Marcel Young put the ball at the Edmonton one-yard line, Jeff Matthews plunged over the goal line. A one-yard touchdown run, it's 31-20. To the fourth quarter we go. And the Masoli show continues. A 23-yard touchdown to Andy Fantuz, who made a phenomenal over-the-shoulder catch 
from 23 yards out, 31-27. That was a nine-play drive, soaking up 72 yards, and Masoli had made 16 straight completions up until then, but, oh, he wasn't done yet. He kept on coming. Masoli to Fantuz again. This one a six-yard TD. Another spectacular grab by Fantuz. It's 34-31. As Masoli breaks the CFL record with 23 straight completions. Brett Maher rounded out the scoring with a 22-yard field goal. 37-31. Ticats with the win. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml on Twitter. What more can you say? What in the world happened in this ballgame? Two stats I passed along. The first one was Jeremiah Masoli's first half stats. 8 of 13 for 118 yards. He finished 31 of 38, 391 yards and three touchdowns. Mike Riley wasn't too shabby either. 32 of 42, 354 yards and three TDs. What a ball game, but what a comeback victory. We're going to name our player of the game. So when you call in, when you email, when you tweet, offer up your player of the game. And uh, before we um, spike the ball on this fifth quarter later on in this hour, we'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night. Let's go to the phones at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. And we are hooked up with Jeff from Saskatchewan. Jeff, how are you? Good, Rick. How are you? Not too bad. We were chatting earlier on uh, on on this ball game. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we were we were chatting, and I wasn't I was none too happy with the uh, with the play of the, of the Cats there uh, early in the in the third quarter. So, uh, you know, to me, I think the turning point was that sack that Pointer had on Riley uh, uh, right after it was thirty-one to six. I think to me that was the uh, kind of knocked them around a little bit. They were able to get some pressure on Riley, and I think to me. That was kind of the start of the uh, of the comeback for Hamilton. That was one of many turning points. I think the big turning point was Jeremiah Masoli and the offense just finding that gear that they really haven't found since week one. But I I, I agree with you. I think though that the defense somebody had to provide a spark, and that that, yeah. that hellacious hit on 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 Riley to me was. Uh, was was yeah, like you said, one of the one of the turning points. But uh, I was like I said, we were talking earlier, and I was just disgusted with the way the secondary had played <laughs> and the offensive line. And I'll tell you, I was surprised. I, I went for a walk. I came back with thirty-one twenty, and I, I watched the way the secondary played, the way Lee played, Ellis uh, Davis picked up his game. The defense night and day from the from the first half. Without a doubt, you know what the defense aside from Masoli. Uh, and his play in the second half compared to the first half, the defense really stepped up. And I think it was a combination of them making plays and Orlando Steinauer saying, we got to get more pressure and sending the blitz a little bit more, and that blitz was really effective. Right. And you were saying that, that Zach is going to be back uh, August 3rd with, against Winnipeg? Well, I was saying that when it was 31-6, to knowing that he is just about ready to go. After this performance, if there is an ounce of doubt in Kent Austin's mind after he sees what Masoli did tonight he might say eh, let's give Zach another week because I'm going to make the four hour trip to Winnipeg I just <laughs> I'm see, so. well hey you might see the record breaking Jeremiah Masoli in action I may well, nice talk to you uh, to you again Rick and uh, have a good weekend you got to take care Jeff bye um, Jeremiah Masoli getting a ton of votes for player of the game on social media let's get to a couple of tweets that have come in. Just going to scroll down to the bevy of tweets. Just wanted to get to the first one. Oh, Greg C. We were talking on on Twitter at Rick Zamprin at AM 900 CHML what kind of fifth quarter it was going to be when it was 31-6 to for Edmonton. And I made the comment that I might have to use my sensor button tonight. I might still have to use it <laughs> for a different reason, though. Uh, Jen tweets in at Rick Zamprin, What a comeback. My player of the game is Masoli broke a record and got a win. Corey tweeting, obvious player of the game is Jeremiah Masoli, hashtag never give up. What a great game. 
Melissa at Rick Samprin. My vote for the fifth quarter player of the game are Luke Tasker, Andy Fantuz, and Jeremiah Masoli. A trio of votes. We'll take them all. And uh, Greg tweeting, listening to your show right now, Rick. What a night for the Ticats. 31 unanswered points. Yeah. Absolutely sensational win. And what a sensational game, tweets Nick. Huge congrats goes to defense for keeping us in it at the start. And the comeback and uh, Masoli. Hashtag fifth quarter. Scott. At Rick Samprin, I never give up, even if it's bad at half. Never give up. Player of the game, Masoli, hashtag fifth quarter. And Jess tweets, one of those that reminds us of the magic of the game. Typical CFL game, wasn't it? No lead is safe. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900CHML.com, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. Quick break. We'll come back with Brad and Aaron on the line. Guys, don't go away. We'll come back when we come back here on the fifth quarter on AM900CHML. Yeah, welcome back. This is the fifth quarter on AM900CHML. Wow, what a comeback by the Ticats tonight, scoring 31 unanswered points, rallying from a 31-6 deficit to beat the Eskimos tonight, 37-31 absolutely ridiculous jeremiah masoli 31 of 38 391 yards three tds cj gable eight carries for 35 yards luke tasker 11 receptions 146 yards fan two six catches for 80 yards and two terrific tds brandon banks injected into the offense finally three catches 64 yards chad owens five for 51 terrence tolliver four receptions for 37 yards and a td defensively simone lawrence with eight tackles emmanuel davis with seven travis lee with six uh, rico murray with five johnny sears before leaving the game with uh, an apparent leg injury he actually went to hospital in edmonton he had four defensive tackles pointer and steven and Laurent each had sacks for the Ticats tonight. The Eskimos did not record a quarterback sack tonight. How do you like them apples? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email your player of the game, your thoughts on tonight's game, and be a candidate for the fifth quarter fan of the night to rick at 900chml.com. Tweet us at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Brad's on the line. Brad, good evening. Good evening, Rick. How are you? I'm doing great. Cloud nine, eh? <laughs> it was a really tense first half. But, <laughs> uh, the Cats came out, and I, I hate to say it, they were playing Pokemon the second half there. They had to catch them all. <laughs> well, they were catching everything. Oh, boy. Yeah, it, was just, it was beautiful. Uh, you know, uh, i got to get my vote for Masoli out of the way. Uh, you know, he just, I don't know, who flipped the switch at halftime? You know what? I was thinking about this in the second half. In the first half, we got bad Jeremiah. In the second half, we got good Jeremiah. And it's almost that good Hank, bad Hank kind of scenario. Yeah. You know, I don't don't you don't use that name. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we finally got rid of that. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, he just uh, you know you could you could see uh, you know I'm sure that uh, that uh, Orlando went in and he really you know got down to the books there and changed a lot of stuff up because uh, there was a few plays I'd seen in practice during the week there that they they started using and they were working against Riley. And, uh, boy, yeah, they really did a really good job. They, they definitely flipped the switch there. They, you know, to shut, I mean, to actually come back and shut these guys down. Without a doubt. I mean, the Eskimos you know. looked dazed and confused in the second half, both on offense and defense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not not to take anything away from Mike Riley, but he looked like a second stringer that half. Mm-hmm. And he was you know? phenomenal in the first half. He was phenomenal. He was he was banging on. I thought, oh god, we're going to have one of those four or five hundred yard games out of him, you know. And then yeah, just you know, somebody switched the power, you know, took it out of the Edmonton <laughs> Eskimo room and then put it into our dressing room and. It was wiped out for them. Sounds like it. Brad, thanks for the call tonight. You know, yeah, we'll talk to you again next week. Or you got it. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah, we got we got the bye week now. Enjoy oh, it. Oh, that's going to be hard, man. You're going to miss my cat. <laughs> All right, brother, we'll talk to you later. See you, Brad. Bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Vote for your player of the game, and we'll name our fifth quarter fan of the nights before we are done at 11. Aaron's on the line. Aaron, thanks for calling into the fifth quarter. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. 
Well, um, I, I was kind of, you know, thinking that um, Mike Riley would have such a good game today, and you know, because of, of the starting. And I just want to say the Tiger Cats' offense just, you know, in, in the first half, I thought, oh no, they're gonna have another slow-paced game, Mazzoli slow pace, but then the second half came along. I don't know if it was Florida and the Thai Cats like them or something. They were in the <laughs> locker room dancing or something. And then the Eskimos don't like them or something. I don't know if that <laughs> was part of anything, but um, I know that uh, the Tiger Cats just, you know, they started off slow. It's one of those games that you start off slow, then you get to bigger levels. And, you know, they really got into Riley's head when they're um, – you know they're getting mad at their getting mad at his offensive line, and you know the defense just keep pressuring him, pressuring him, and then you know, and then that's that's what's going to happen. I don't know if it was Flo Rider, if it was something that happened in the the dressing room or the locker room, or, or maybe the, they found a Pokemon in the, the locker room. They could have done that too. There's a lot of chatter about that as well. For whatever reason, they played fantastic in uh, the second half. And I'm sure they would want to play the whole game like that, but obviously there's ebbs and flows to a football game, and they they were just in a groove in the second half. Yeah, and um, you know, it, it's just it's a good thing because I thought because uh, I was watching the game and all, and I'm thinking, oh no, here it goes. Riley's gonna yeah, what the other guy said, you know, Riley's gonna get into that that you know the, uh, that completion thing, and you know who thought who would have thought that Mazzoli would break a record? Seriously, like it, that's just awesome. The only record I thought he would break was most inconsistent starts, which which he might still be able to do. <laughs> hey, Aaron, who's your player of the game? Um, yeah, I would, you know, I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say, I don't know. You see, last game, you know, the hmm, Zoli. You know, I'm gonna say Mazzoli because you know he he played really good. He led the team to their victory. He got a record tonight. He was fantastic. Aaron, thanks for the call. Yeah, you too. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Your thoughts on tonight's Ticats victory over the Edmonton Eskimos, 37-31. Waterboy chiming in on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. Rick, what a game. Darcy, your regular caller, can't call. Too stunned at this comeback. Darcy might be calling. Hey, the... We still got 43 minutes to go here in the fifth quarter. I'm going to butcher the name again. Meyerly? Majorly? <laughs> what is your name, man? He tweets, never worried. I knew they were just going for drama. Player of the game, fan twos. Masoli was great, but twos made some tough grabs. Juanita, at Rick Samprin, writes, Player of the game is the whole team tonight. Great team effort. It was a great team effort because in the first half you were thinking, what is this team doing? They're not playing well. Mark on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, writes, Masoli still scares me. And he's probably right. Uh, and John Michael on Twitter, at AM900CHML, Masoli and fan twos for his players of the game. We will mark those down. Vic is on the line. Vic, thanks for calling the fifth quarter. How hey, are you? How are you? Good, how are you? Oh, no, just a quick question for you. Yes. Watching the game at the end, there's 23 seconds left. Why wouldn't they just kneel? They handed off the ball to Gable twice. What if he fumbles? There was a game last year where uh, Edmonton was down at our five-yard line, and uh, they fumbled, and Norwood ran it back 90 yards. Now, why not go into victory formation? Yep. You yep. run the clock two, three times, you kneel. They, kneel. they kneel down the third time. But why would you – Mazzoli's back three yards in uh, – backfield handing it off to Gable twice what if they fumble the ball and Edmonton picks it up and runs it back great point I don't understand that coaching I'm just a fan and I could tell you I would just kneel why would you even attempt to hand off the ball twice the third time they finally went in the victory formation but I don't understand that I was thinking the same thing you know a couple a couple the last game Filer of course there was a there was a bit more time where Filer got hurt they handed off the ball to Gable too I know they're trying to run out the clock that game there was there was like about a minute left, so they're trying to run out the clock, but that's where Filer got hurt, and the same thing could have happened tonight on that same type of play. You hand it on to Gable, and that's exactly the type of play Filer got hurt last game. Exactly. 23 seconds to go, you take a knee, 20 seconds come off the clock, there's three seconds to go, you take another knee, and the game's over. Yeah, it's like like <laughs> I say, these guys are professionals. I'm just a fan for 45 years, but I tell you, I would just be kneeling. But otherwise, a great win, yeah. unbelievable. That made my uh, week. Who's your uh, player of the game? Uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli, obviously. Yeah. Fantastic great game, game, great job, amazing. 
You need protection on the line. When he's got protection, it shows you what he can do. People are always knocking Mazzoli, but you need the offensive line. Yeah, and the O-line was heads and tails better in the second half than the first half, and big props to Matthew Gerard filling in for Mike Filer. Well, he had, he a, he had a really job, good game. Yeah. Really good game. Vic, thanks for the call. Thanks. Have a good night. You too. And uh, you can come in on the fifth quarter, have a lot of fun with us on the air, online, on Twitter, on uh, email as well. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. Alan from Whitby writes, Wow, Rick, what a game. I'm still speechless. Did Kent Austin feed Masoli his Wheaties at halftime? After John Chick started rattling Mike Riley, we were just ripping them apart at the half. With that being said, I wouldn't put Caleros in at all after the bye week yet. I wouldn't panic yet. We're uh, a solid def- or in a solid second place. Saskatchewan helped us yesterday taking out Ottawa, so they're not getting away from us too much. Nice to see Tolliver back. He had a phenomenal game. I think when Flo Ryder started singing, Welcome to My House, Masoli started thinking, This is my house tonight. I got this. 23 consecutive completions. This was his house. Masoli is by far the player of the game. That email from Alan. Back to the phones. Jeff in Winnipeg. Jeff, how are you? Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Nothing more to say than Oski Wee Wee. <laughs> well, well done. And I have, and I'll, I'll leave you with two, uh, two players of the game. Okay. And I didn't find out about this until uh, I think maybe the coach mentioned at the uh, at the end of the game. He was in. Uh, he was a All Star last year. Uh, Emmanuel. Uh, Emmanuel Davis, number twenty. Was that his last name? Emmanuel Davis, yeah. Emmanuel Davis, sorry, da- Emmanuel Davis, and uh, that record that uh, the quarterback set number of pass completions in a row. Yep. Those two. Have a good night, Rick. You too. Take care. Thanks for you too. Jeff from Winnipeg with, uh, I think he had a couple of votes there, Emmanuel Davis and Jeremiah Masoli. We'll mark them both down. Masoli, the clear-cut leader, and should be running away with this thing. There's no doubt about it. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Email from Ken. Rick, that third quarter sack on Riley, can't remember who did it, but it was on his blind side. It rang his bell. That was one of the turning points. I know everyone is going to give Masoli the game ball, but whoever got that sack should at least share it. Awesome. And he uh, sent over another note saying, pointer. Yes, Riley wasn't the same after that. That was a huge hit by Quentin Pointer, and John Check had a massive one as well. Once Orlando Steinauer kind of took the reins off that front seven because they they didn't blitz as much in the first half compared to the second half. And in that second half, they just turned the screws on the Edmonton Eskimos offensive line. They didn't know where the Ticats were coming from and who was doing what. Email from Anthony. Rick, remember earlier in the week when we talked about a defensive slugfest? Oops. Yes, Anthony and I were going back and forth on email. And I had, at, I'm embarrassed to say, I picked the Eskimos to win this ballgame 22 19. Now, there'll be a defensive turnover, maybe a pick six, a fumble recovery for a touchdown. These two defenses were just going to hammer away at each other. It was the furthest thing from the truth. Offensive slugfest. Anthony goes on to write uh, My thoughts on the first half, on to the second half, and wow, when the moon hits your eye like a big a pizza pie, that's Masoli. <laughs> I read on Twitter that going into the third quarter, Matthews was warming up. I wonder if that sparked Masoli, player of the game, easy. Masoli. Oh, without a doubt. Randy on email. Wow and unbelievable. My heart was pounding. Who would have thought the Cats would do this well against Edmonton? Kudos to the Cats. We now enter the bye week with great anticipation for Caleros' return. Let's just ease him into the next game a little. Not to get him hurt. My player of the game is a better performance and management role is uh, Jeremiah Masoli. Also, if I may, a vote for Stefan Potasik. Great defense. Edmonton is beatable. See you after the bye week, Rick Oski Wiwi. Hasn't been a lot of mention of Steph Potasik. But whatever adjustments he made offensively certainly worked for Jeremiah Masoli in the second half. 
Brian has called in in the fifth quarter. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good. I just have to admit that uh, I was like, I uh, hope a lot of these guys aren't here after the bye week. <laughs> I, you I you to, and thousands was, of other. It was it was awful in the first half. Yeah, it was. There, was. there wasn't a spark anywhere, but I think even after we got that touchdown in the second half, I think it was the defense going out and and uh, getting a two and out and I think that that spurred on the offense to to go out and, and get another touchdown after the defense after the two and out. Yeah, I agree. The defense certainly set the tone at the start of the second half, and then the offense just went crazy. And especially after we lost an import to to uh, I know we brought another import in, but I mean he he hasn't played probably all season. So uh, you're know, t- you're talking about to offense and defense and especially the coaching stuff. Yeah, you're you're talking about Johnny Sears Jr. going down with that uh, leg injury, and then uh, right. Dominic Ellis coming in. Uh, who's your uh, player of the game, Brian? Uh, I guess it would have to be Jeremiah Mazzoli. You got it. Thanks for the call. Uh, but, uh, you know, special mention to uh, Andy Fentus. Okay. We'll give him a half point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Take care. Bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter at am900chml at Rick Samper. You know what? Let's take a quick break. When we come back, more of your calls, your tweets, your emails. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wisden's Law on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. Don't forget to check out the fifth quarter podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can download it now or head to the website at 900CHML.com. Click on the sports section and select fifth quarter. You can listen to past shows and, of course, uh, bookmark that or uh, list it on your favorites. And you can listen to upcoming episodes as well, a um, couple of tweets coming in from uh, Junior Harley, player of the game, Luke Tasker. He also tweets, good comeback. The real reason why we won this game is because of our defense, seven points in the second half. Well, you can make a case for the offense, too, scoring 31 unanswered points, but I totally understand what you're saying. That defense set the tone early on in the third quarter, despite Edmonton scoring that touchdown. Really, when Edmonton went up 31-6... to and I tweeted, you know, the route is on. Um, you know, can the comeback? Can the cats come back? Something to that effect. And um, a lot of responses like, yeah, this game's over. You know, bad showing tonight for the tie cats. But the defense came out, forced Edmonton into a two and out on their next possession, and then it was all Hamilton from there on in. A few more two and outs by the Eskimos. A few more touchdowns by the tie cats, and uh, Hamilton was well on their way to making a crazy comeback. Sam tweets, I'm buying my next year's season's tickets for all away games. <laughs> yeah, the Ticats are 3-0 and on the road this season. This has been one of the craziest years with the uh, home and away records of each team. Here are the home records for the teams in the East Division. Hamilton is 0-2, Toronto is 0-2, Montreal is 0-2, Ottawa is 0-0-1. Those are the home records for the teams in the East. Here are the away records for those teams. The Ticats are 3-0, Ottawa is 3-1, Toronto is 2-0, and Montreal is 1-0. Not one East Division team has won a home game, and they have a combined record of nine wins and one loss on the road, the East Division does. Just absolutely, I'm not even sure what the word is. I'm speechless at that home and away record. It is just dumbfounding. So much for home field advantage. So who gets the most credit for tonight's crazy comeback win by the Ticats? Is it the offense? Is it the defense? Is it the halftime adjustment? So, you know, coaching staff. Mike on Twitter, I want to give it to Masoli, but Fantuz made some crazy catches. So another player of the game vote for Andy Fantuz. Who's your player of the game? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. And can you recall a crazier comeback? You can email rick at 900chml.com. At Rick Samprin at AM 900 CHML. 
While you mull that over, I can give you a few more stats. Now, Brett Mora, 3 for 3 on field goals. He continues to punt well as well, averaging 50.2 per punt tonight. He had four punts for 201 yards. His longest was 57. So much for his punting woes. I think he's kicked those to the curb. Fredmanson, Mike Riley, 32 of 42. 354 yards passing. He had three touchdowns as well. He ran the ball five times for 24 yards. John White, though, the leading Eskimos ball carrier. Eight carries for 30 yards and that one-yard TD. Through the air, the Eskimos did most of their damage in the first half. And most of that was done by two players. Darius Bowman, he had nine catches for 111 yards and a touchdown. Darrell Walker had 12 receptions for 140 yards and a TD. Corey Watson caught the other Eskimos TD had four catches for 35 yards. Defensively for Edmonton, Pat Watkins had seven tackles. J.C. Sherritt had five. And then a bunch of guys had three, including a former, a couple of former Ticats, in fact, Marcel Young and Neil King, also had a special teams tackle on the night. But the player of the game, in my eyes, no doubt about it, Jeremiah Masoli. 31 of 38, 391 yards, three TDs. I don't think anyone was thinking that would be the case in the second half. Masoli was 8 of 13 for 118 yards. That's it. They had no TDs. They had two field goals. Maher, a 44-yarder to start the game. And a 17-yard field goal with six seconds left in the first half. That was all the scoring the Ticats had done. How about this question from William on Twitter, at Rick Samford. How does this compare to the 1986 Eastern Final comeback? Great question. I think this one falls a little bit short because of the ramifications of the 86 comeback against the Argos. Now you're talking two games and total points and the massive deficit going into game number two. But still, this was 31-6, to three minutes and 14 seconds into the second half. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone to get in on the action here on the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. It's brought to you by Wizens Law. Ticats will be going on their bye week, and what a way to go on the bye week. After rattling off 31 consecutive points to beat Edmonton tonight, 37-31. to And if you're Jeremiah Masoli, I think you can sleep easy. This coming week, knowing that you just engineered touchdown drive after touchdown drive and broke a CFL record with 23 straight completions. Peter Dykowski just tweeted, I've played many games and don't remember most, but I'll remember coming back from 31 to 6. And he tagged Masoli as well as the team in the CFL. Yeah, this one is this one is not going to be forgotten for a long, long time. Toblerone on Twitter at AM900CHML. Both sides of the ball stepped up. Total team effort, hands down. We do have a total team vote for player of the game. You can get your vote at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email as well, rick at 900CHML.com. Email from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Well, Rick, what does one say about that win? How about wow, wow, wow. Great team win. Hats off to the entire team. Player of the game, Masoli. 391 yards passing and a new consecutive completion record. Down 25 points and our guys come back in the second half and deflate the Esks. Have a great bye week. Regards, Stephen. Email from... 
Oh, this was, Alan, I think this was during the game. Yeah, this is like 9.30, or as the game is kind of winding down. The momentum is on our side. We can do this. <laughs> Alan getting excited towards the end of the game. Kevin. Hi, the penalties. The difference is the officials were calling penalties on Ticats until the fourth quarter, then penalties were called on the Eskimos. That is what happened. Kevin, I'm not sure which game you're watching, but I thought the referees did a pretty good job this game. Pretty good job. I'm not at all going to take what the referees did or did not do in this ballgame into account tonight. I thought, uh, it was a solid outing by Kim Murphy's crew. Joe on email. Hey, Rick. I still can't believe what I just watched. I was expecting the Ticats to get lit up today, and I'm not going to lie, but wow, I was not expecting this explosion in the second half. The entire team stepped up and played fantastic. Congratulations to Jeremiah Masoli, and what a way to walk into a bye week. Do we have any news on the DeMond Washington? When Sears left with injury, I got a little nervous on who we have left for DBs. Anyway, my wife and I agree Jeremiah Masoli deserves player of the game, so I guess that's two for him. Enjoy your vacation, Rick and Oski Wiwi. Two more votes for Jeremiah Masoli. Devon Washington still on the six-game injured list, and we will be at uh, game number six after Winnipeg. So theoretically, he can come off if he's healthy enough. We haven't heard much about his injury or how he's rehabbing. We'll probably get one during the buy, or at least after the buy. Because now the question will be, well, how long is Johnny Sears Jr. going to be out for? That did not look good. And whenever you're transported to hospital, that doesn't sound good either. So number one, let's hope that Johnny Sears Jr. gets healthy very quick, and hopefully it's not too serious. And number two, let's wish uh, Devon Washington and some of the other DBs on this team a speedy recovery as well. We know that Craig Butler's gone for the season. We already know that DeMond Washington has been on the six-game injured list since the start of the year. And now with Johnny Sears Jr. going down, we had Dominic Ellis step up. And he didn't have a good start with that first touchdown of the third quarter uh, by Darius Bowman. But after that, I thought Ellis, as a whole, played pretty good. Of course, the Ticats defense was fantastic, especially in the second half. Karen writes, a great comeback game. Masoli gets the player of the game, without question. It was a CFL record performance. Edmonton was totally outcoached at the half. Ticats halftime adjustments made the difference. Wow, wow, wow. A great game. Congratulations to everyone on the Ticats staff. That email from Karen. Let's go back to the phones at 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. Dave is on the line. Good evening, Dave. Well, what a night. What yes. a night. I uh, remember speaking to you last week and saying they should stick with the Mazzoli. And I you were right. Way after the first half. I, but I told my <laughs> wife before the game, I got a feeling Mazzoli's going to have a big night. And after the first half, she looked at me. But I'm laughing now. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so what, what gave you that feeling? I don't know. I just thought about Toronto. And I just, I, I don't know what it was, to be honest, Rick. I just felt the, the kid was going to have a great game for some reason. Uh, maybe he was due for one. Who knows what how our brain works. I just had a feeling he was going to have a good night. But, yeah. you know, I did have my doubts after the first half. I was at that 26-point Toronto uh, game. Oh, you were, eh? In 86. And we figured out, we figured out after that we, they couldn't beat us in the long ball. And uh, I think that's kind of what they went through tonight there for a while. Uh, Masoli was throwing some effective deep balls, for sure. I mean, they really exposed the Eskimo secondary. Yeah, this, this, this is such a huge win, and uh, I'm so happy for Mazzoli. I still think the kid's got a lot of potential. I liked him from the first time I saw him in the preseason back at the old Ivor win. And, uh, you know, this is, you know, if they decide to play Zach in Winnipeg, fine. But, uh, you know, um, I'm just, just happy for the kid, the team, and it was a, it's a great night. And like Dijakowski, I never forgot the one in 86. I'm not sure I'll forget this one ever either. Mm-hmm. So how would you compare this one to the one in 86? Well, I, you know, the one in 86 was more dramatic because exactly yeah. what you said. More, more was on the line because yeah. uh, we were going into the Grey Cup, which we trounced Edmonton, if I might remind you. You're correct, yep. So that made it more dramatic, but... This one was more of a shocker to me because I, I thought for sure it was over. Oh, you know, yeah, in especially. Toronto, <laughs> and Toronto was early still. The first quarter, I'm thinking, I turned to my cousin and said, they've got time to come back. <laughs> you know? And yeah. uh, 
Wow. You know, I'm just uh, blown away. Mazzoli, for sure, all the way. I'm sure you can tell I was going to give him the vote for the players. Again. Yes. Oh, I'm he, pumped anyways. He was fantastic. How could he not be pumped? That was an amazing comeback. It really was. And uh, I, I don't think, uh, you know, Mazzoli impressed us in the Eastern final last year. Came a drop ball away from maybe taking the Grey Cup. Yeah. This truly was a performance in the second half that will be remembered for a long time. Good stuff. Thanks for the call, Dave. Thank you. Have a good one. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Let's go back to the old telephone, and Phil is on the line. Phil, good evening. Well, good evening, Rick. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Good. Yeah, it's, it's funny they're referencing that 1986 game. I was there as well, and I uh, I still remember that uh, look of sheer disbelief on Obilovich's face after that <laughs> second game. And uh, it was something, and uh, Kerrigan played like a man possessed that second game, and uh, I would suggest Mazzoli played the same this one. Um, that guy was just unbelievable. Yeah. He could do no wrong. He could do no wrong, for sure. Um, you know, the other thing is, I guess, uh, banner weekend for Chris Jones, eh? He knocks off the Red Blacks uh, yesterday and yeah. sees his old team fall apart there tonight. Pretty darn good, that's for sure. Phil, thanks for the call. Hey. You can join in on the fun. We've got 17 more minutes to go here on the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. You can call on your cell, star 9900, on a uh, regular landline at 905-645-3221. At Rick Samprin, at AM 900 CHML on Twitter. You can also email your thoughts on tonight's ballgame, rick at 900CHML.com. Another email from Stephen out in BC. I think the key to winning today in Edmonton for the second week in a row First, last week in Montreal, then again today, halftime adjustments. The coaching staff of Kent and company are wizards. That, that's two weeks in a row. Last week it was against the um, Montreal Alouettes, and it was 5-4 at the half, and that ended up being a 31-7 ball game. So whatever they talked about at halftime absolutely worked to a T against the Owls, and the same tonight. Whatever was said at half, whatever was adjusted at half, it worked perfectly. Email from Matt. Hey, Rick, the TSN experts were unanimous in their adoration of Edmonton. Their O-line was so enormous and would easily dominate the smaller Ticat D-line. My thought right away was that these big guys were going to tire soon, and they did. I think Orlando did a great job of holding back on saving our rush D until the time was right. With little time on the clock at the end of the game, the Edmonton O-line was overwhelmed. Great game by the D, Fantuz, Tasker, and Owens, but game ball is to Masoli with honorable mention to Coach Orlando. Good email from Matt. Now the break. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Back here on the fifth quarter, a few more tweets coming in. April tweeting, Jeremiah Masoli, obviously, for working his, I'll say, butt off. And uh, Chad Owens for that catch. Uh, two more votes for player of the game. Actually, it's the first one for Chad Owens. He had a he had a pretty good all game tonight. He's been very uh, consistent, game in and game out. Uh, Mike, uh, I'm guessing this is his player of the game vote. Pokemon number 98. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> uh, and April also tweeting again, agree that Zach Alaros might have to earn his job back. Wow. Can you imagine that? Greg also tweeting, if this keeps up, it's going to be Zach who? I love it, LOL. I'm not sure if that is going to be the case. Let's not forget the Ticats are paying Zach Caleros ah, half a million dollars a year. So I'm sure the I'm sure he'll be installed as the starter as soon as he's healthy. Although, it might not be after the bye. My gut says he's healthy enough to play. Is he 100%? Eh, that's to be determined. That's to be determined. We shall see. I, I think he's pretty darn close. Well, he said this would have been about a week and a half ago that he was full go 20 days prior. Full go, in his words, I guess, is yeah, he's ready to go. We shall see. We'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night in a few minutes' time. We'll also name our uh, player of the game, voted by you guys. I think we all know who it's going to be, but hey, you never know. Some last minute votes might come in for other players other than Jeremiah Masoli, who set a new CFL record tonight with 23 straight completions. I still I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it. Email from Phil. Hello, Rick. After the Ticats fell behind 31-6, to I basically gave up on them and started watching a movie. After an about an hour later, um, 
How about I read that correctly? After about an hour, out of curiosity, I decided to flip back to the game to see how much further the Cats had fallen behind, but to my utter shock and disbelief, the Tabbies were in the lead. I had to do a double take on the score at the bottom of the screen. One of the Tiger Cats' biggest comebacks in franchise history is truly an amazing accomplishment, especially on the road versus a Western opponent. Mr. Jekyll and Hyde, Jeremiah Masoli, from the doghouse to the penthouse in a half of football. After tonight's performance by Masoli, maybe Zach can take a few more weeks off before making his return. Masoli, most consecutive completions, incredible and unexpected. Player of the game, hands down, is Masoli. The Cats are truly road warriors. Cats clawing their way to first place Phil in the hammer. It was definitely a tale of two halves. And a tale of two guys in Jeremiah Masoli. Anthony emailing Rick, props to Owens too tonight. That big catch on the two-point conversion was huge. What a catch that was as well. Fantuz had a couple of nice ones. Tasker with a couple of dazzling ones. Chad Owens, though, probably the catch of the night on that two-point conversion. Email from Peter, what a win. What a comeback. Couldn't imagine the change in momentum after halftime. It seemed that Jeremiah Masoli was suddenly able to see the open receivers in the second half, and they all caught the ball, some exceptionally, Fantuz and Owens. Clearly, the player of the game is Jeremiah Masoli, but the defense really set the stage for him and the offense. Really interested to know what the game plan was, or was it only the correction at halftime? Oski Wee Wee, Peter from Waterloo. I think the game plan was to win, but it was not working in... Uh, the first half, that's for sure. And, um, oh, by the way, Will, our producer, emailing Krabby is number 98. This is the Pokemon? That's his name, Krabby? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I guess Krabby the Pokemon is is the player of the game. That was one of the tweets uh, from earlier on. One more quick break. When we come back, we will name our player of the game and our fifth quarter fan of the night. Stay tuned for that. This is the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here. Thanks for tuning in to the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. If you missed any portion of the program, it will be on the fifth quarter podcast. You can get it on iTunes and Google Play. You can also download it from the CHML sports page. Just go to that top nav bar, click on sports, and then fifth quarter, and you can listen to past shows as well. Still some time to get in your vote for player of the game or your thoughts on tonight's crazy comeback victory at Commonwealth Stadium, uh, call 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. This has been just an extraordinary football game for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Now two wins in a row on the season, now three and two, one point back of the Ottawa Red Blacks, who are 3-1-1, one, and one, coming off their first loss of the season. Talk about crazy games. Losing 30-29 uh, to 29 in Saskatchewan last night. Toronto is in third place in the East Division with a record of 2-2, two and two, and Montreal is 1-2, although they've only played three games on the season. They will take on the Argonauts tomorrow. Over in the West, BC leads the pack at 3-1. and one, Good for six points. Calgary is 2-1-1. One one. Edmonton now 2-2 two two on the year. Saskatchewan is 1-3. Winnipeg in the basement of the Canadian Football League at 1-4. and four. Another winless home team, by the way. Winnipeg is 0-3 at home, 1-1 one one on the road. Our fifth quarter fan of the night is Dave. Dave called uh, just a few minutes ago on the program, and this is what Dave had to say. Dave is on the line. Good evening, Dave. Well, what a night. What yes. A night. I uh, remember speaking to you last week and saying they should stick with the Mazzoli. And I you were right. Way after the first half. I, but I told my <laughs> wife before the game, I got a feeling Mazzoli's going to have a big night. And after the first half, she looked at me, but I'm laughing now. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so what, what gave you that feeling? I don't know. I just thought about Toronto, and I just, I, I don't know what it was, to be honest, Rick. I just thought the, the kid was going to have a great game for some reason. Uh, maybe he was due for one. Who knows what, how our brain works. I just had a feeling he was going to have a good night. But, yeah. you know, I did have my doubts after the first half. I was at that 26-point Toronto uh, game. Oh, you were, eh? In 86. And... We figured out we figured out after that we they couldn't beat us in the long ball and uh, I think that's kind of what they went through tonight there for a while. 
Uh, Masoli was throwing some effective deep balls for sure. I mean, they really exposed the Eskimo secondary. Yeah, this is, this, this is such a huge win, and uh, I'm so happy for Mazzoli. I still think the kid's got a lot of potential. I liked him from the first time I saw him in the preseason back at the old Ivor win. And, uh, you know, this is, you know, if they decide to play Zach in Winnipeg, fine. But, uh, you know, um, I'm just, just happy for the kid, the team, and it was a, it's a great night. And like Dijakowski, I never forgot the one in 86. I'm not sure I'll forget this one ever either. Mm-hmm. So how would you compare this one to the one in 86? Well, I, you know, the one in 86 was more dramatic because exactly yeah. what you said. More, more was on the line because yeah. uh, we were going into the Grey Cup, which we trounced Edmonton, if I might remind you. You're correct, yep. So that made it more dramatic, but this one was more of a shocker to me because I, I thought for sure it was over. Well, you know, yeah, in especially. Toronto, <laughs> in Toronto was early still. The first quarter, I'm thinking, I turned to my cousin and said, they've got time to come back, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. uh, wow, you know, I'm just uh, blown away. It was only for sure all the way. I'm sure you can tell I was going to give him the vote for the players. Again. Yes. Oh, I'm he, pumped anyways. He was fantastic. How could he not be pumped? That was an amazing comeback. It really was. And uh, I, I don't think uh, – you know, Mazzoli impressed us in the Eastern final last year. Came a drop ball away from maybe taking the Grey Cup. Yeah. This truly was a performance in the second half that will be remembered for a long time. Good stuff. Thanks for the call, Dave. Thank you. Have a good one. Our fifth quarter fan of the night is Dave, our player of the game. Votes by the fans have been tabulated, and Jeremiah Masoli hands down the player of the game tonight. And how could he not be a CFL record? 23 straight completions. 31 unanswered points in the second half and a 37-31 victory for the Ticats. Last word to, um, I'm not even sure who sent this email. It's a rather crazy email address. But uh, anyhow, hi, Rick. Great game. Amazing comeback. Masoli is the player of the game, but honorable mention should go to Matthew Girard for stepping in for Filer. No sacks all night. Thumbs up all around, including to producer Will Erskine. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time, August the 3rd, when the Cats take on the Bombers here on the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.